0: Welcome to the Association 4.0 podcast, your association's no fluff playbook to navigating and thriving in industry 4.0 or the digital marketplace. Each week, we bring expert insights to help you and your association stay ahead of the curve. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in today. I am Amy Williams, a senior consultant uh, with .org source. I've had about 25 years in marketing communications and work with clients to strengthen their uh, revenue, um, grow their membership bases, build their content strategy, um, all that fun stuff. And today I have with me Jane Pearson. Jane, why don't you introduce yourself?
1: Hi, I'm Jane Pearson. I'm Vice President of Marketing and Communications Services for OrgSource. I have been in the association world for going on 18 years now and before that I worked for a startup in Silicon Valley for four years. Um, at org source I help our clients with content strategy, user experience and general marketing and branding um, So thanks Amy and I are going to talk today for the Association 4.0 uh, podcast about uh, various, Items and areas of marketing that we think people should be focusing on right now. Um, so, Amy, what are some of the insights and trends you've picked up this year? I think there are, let's see, four
0: probably big ones that marketers um, really need to be mindful of. Um, you know, we're facing an inflation, which means organizations are going to be looking to um, tighten up the budget. And I think quantifying the marketing efforts, um, making sure that they're feeding the top of the funnel and demonstrating how they're helping with conversion is going to be huge. And I think those who do it well are going to be really successful. Um, along with that, I think marketers need to give thought to how they're using their budget. Um, you know, I think anytime that there is a financial constraint, we need to reevaluate and reassess how we're spending our money and you know the days of printing um you know wh- while it's not behind us it's certainly something that um is is being cut back on and i think for those who are using digital you know really thinking differently about how they can use digital in new ways so, for example, if they've got their um, annual conference and they really want to make sure that they're getting in front of attendees using display ads on social platforms at the convention hall and maybe at the host hotels, so that way their message is getting across to their target audience uh, in a timely manner and helping to, you know, whether that's drive traffic to a particular session or a particular booth, um, you know, really being mindful of how the marketing dollars are being spent. Outside of that, I think um, paying attention to content strategy and how the content strategy aligns to the customer journey um, and and doing some content mapping uh, based on search intent is going to be really advantageous um, because I think that the more marketing can demonstrate how they're helping to move people through that customer journey, And um, build loyalty among customers or members is going to be really important. How about you, Jane? What are you saying?
1: I just wanted to jump on that loyalty um, idea that you just brought up. I mean, I think just coming out of the pandemic, people are craving connection in any way they can get it, but it has to be meaningful. And I think that's a place that um, associations can really factor in in a way that you know, social media and some of those other digital experiences cannot, because it is a body of like-minded colleagues who you can see in person. Um, I think people are looking for more in-person um, events, and you know, marketers should be considering that. You know, the cost of putting on an event—sure, there's a cost, but what's you know, I think I think the marketers in the room can make a really strong argument for. What's the long-term investment that we're going to get out of those connections that we make in those in-person meetings? Um, I agree also about really looking at your digital strategy in terms of um, your Martech stock, like uh, stack rather the the stuff that we were doing. You know, email, Google Ads, all that, all that is is all fabulous. But you know, it, the data is showing that people are streaming video from their phones. So if you don't have good videos that people want to watch and can do really well from their phone, you're probably at a disadvantage. And we need to talk about Generation Z. I was recently in a presentation at Solutions Day where the speaker was from the Country Music Association and they target members in high school, which, you know, most associations, professional ones, you know, were were post-college or at least college student members. Um, But, you know, things that they learned when they studied that younger group or things like They don't have bank accounts. They use Venmo and chances are they will continue to use Venmo. Um, As they get older, they don't see the need for having a bank account until they're really in a very different phase of their life. So thinking about that, like who are your future members? Um, I also think that um, things like marketing automation are becoming more and more important having a CMS, having your content management system for your website, be able to do personalization. A lot of the newer ones do, but people aren't really using them. They're kind of waiting in kind of baby steps. But I think consumers have gotten really accustomed to having what they want and need served up to them, you know, on a platter. Thank you, Netflix. Thank you, Amazon. Um, So we have to keep up. We have, as association marketers, we need to be making strides in that direction, if not, you know, just replacing our old CMS. So we have the ability to do that when we're ready. I agree. And
0: I think it's important that people understand that things like dynamic content within emails allows teams to work more efficiently, Mm -hmm. right? Because you're not having to create quite as many iterations of an email. You're able to um, present content based on the audience dynamically, um, which, you know, in a day and age where we're all focused on that end user experience and wanting to make sure it's positive, just helps reinforce, we know who you are, and we're giving you what you want and what you need from us.
1: I couldn't agree more. Um, I'm seeing, you know, a lot of the clients that we work with, we're seeing really understaffed marketing departments. Um, People are having trouble recruiting higher level marketing directors and VPs, So making anything easier, even if it's an investment of time and money on the front end, you know, not only will you earn more money for customizing those emails, you're also taking a big burden off of your marketing team to have to, you know, constantly be, you know, pivoting to try to try to work so hard to get engagement from those members without that personalized content to make the member engage, you know, just without any friction.
0: Yeah. And I don't think it has to be huge. You know, I think... Um, organizations like Amazon, you know, with, with deep marketing pockets, um, sort of set the standard around what that customer experience should be like. And right or wrong, that's what people expect. But I think for associations that that may not have, you know, that sizable of a marketing budget can still deliver positive, customized experiences um, and personalized experiences uh, affordably and, um, within the resources that they have available.
1: Well, when we were emailing the other day, you were talking about the importance of testing and insights. And I think that that goes to that point because, you know, just a little bit of testing can get you so far, just even, you know, the old AB testing can oh, get absolutely. You so far without really any effort at all. Like, let's, you know, this week we're going to test the headline next week. We're going to test this. Body content. Next week, we're going to check the links and who it's from, and all those different areas. It does. It's not hard to do, and it really does. It, it, it's it sometimes I've, I've been astounded by the results that we've gotten, you know, from just a simple A/V test.
0: Yeah, and you know, I think the other thing is, you know, I'm a I'm a big data junkie. I love branding, um, and I love I love content, but that doesn't mean anything if you're not looking at the data. And I think, you know, in this day and age, it's one thing to say, oh yeah, we're testing. Oh yeah, we're looking at at the numbers. But if you're not gleaning insights from the data, you're doing your organization a disservice. Um, and so you need to be able to uh, understand and interpret what you're looking at um, and then make some assumptions based off that. And then, you know, you test again and you make more assumptions and you test again. But it's all about how can you move the needle toward what your end goal is. And maybe your end goal is just brand awareness. You just want to get your organization's name out there. Um, you know, maybe it's about growing membership or or increasing revenue, um, but it is possible. You just have to keep, you know, you have to put something out there and then keep changing and um, enhancing and and evolving whatever that piece might be. So it really resonates.
1: Yeah. And sometimes the goal is just getting a number to measure off of, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Something that, you know, you you don't even have an idea of like, who's using these pieces of content? You know, we don't know. We don't know. I hear a lot. We don't, we don't really know who's using them. Well, maybe that's the goal finding out who's using them, figure, figure that out first. Um, Yeah. You you mentioned brand awareness a second ago, and I think that's another thing that associations should start uh, working on. You know, I, I do a lot of um, CMS website projects, and sometime within the project, the company, the organization realizes that their brand is really outdated, and their goals in the proposals for the vendors who are going to build the website are often say something like, we want to attract a younger and more diverse, and sometimes more female audience, and then, you know, as they're trying to design the website, they're their, their brand constraints aren't really lending them, them themselves to be able to fully realize that goal. And then, you know, you get into messaging and rewriting the content and, and that's another hurdle. So um, I'd also encourage, you know, if you haven't done your brand say in four or five years, you know, you may, you may want to take a look at that. Um, especially if you're trying to get to that, you know, younger audience, like, do you look, like a place that they want to affiliate their personal brand with because people have personal brands now in a way that they have never before in history oh, yeah. they have they have their own website online presence tiktok all these different things they're pushing out that is supposed to be about them and they're not going to share your stuff if they don't think you're cool right like that's right. even even if we in association land aren't necessarily cool cool but we can put out things that are not embarrassing to have on Facebook.
0: <laughs> you know. Well, and I think the challenge for associations is they hear branding, you know, we need to rebrand our company. And they they think big price tags, right? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, it doesn't need to be a brand overhaul. It could just be, you know, a quick audit. And, you know, do you need to change your color palette to align more with colors that are on trend? Do you need to, you know, make a slight modification to your to your logo? Um you know, do you need to change the visuals, um, update the visuals, the photography that you're using so it looks more current? Um, do you need to change your design? You know, there are designs that are just dated, um, but I think little changes like that can be done by in-house teams when, when budgets are tight and they can have a huge impact. Um, but I completely agree with you that in a day and age where You know, having a personal brand is such a um, a big driver and big motivator for people. You know, I want to have a lot of followers. You know, whatever that might be, they want to align and affiliate with brands who share the same values with them. And if you've got a brand that presents itself as this antiquated organization um, that's dated, uh, that may not be the message that um, that those who could help spread the word. It it may not be um, the connection that they're looking for,
1: right? And and I agree with that, especially the idea about just doing the audit. I think that's like a great first step. Is your you know is your photography on point? Could you have a photo shoot? Um, because people like to see real photos now. They know they have they have sort of a different eye on photography where stock, you know, except for the very best stock, really stands out immediately. Um, I think too. Oh, go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, even in situations like that, it could be, you know, if you've just had your annual conference, um, if you encourage your attendees to, um, tag your organization and you go through those photos and you see some photos that you like, just cropping a photo creatively Mm -hmm. can really, you know, enhance while I'm thinking of it. One thing I'm going to continue to cut you off just for one second. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, the other thing that I was thinking of that I would highly encourage Associations to do is when you are having your annual conference, make sure that your hashtags and your handles are easily visible on your website. Make them loud and proud so that way your attendees, your speakers, your exhibitors, sponsors, everybody should know by the time they get to your homepage what your hashtags and your handles are. So that way, when they're creating their social media posts, they can very easily um, include you in those messages, and those will that'll help boost your reach. No, that's. Um, sorry about that. I've been to a lot of event websites lately, and I'm like, "Where are your social <laughs> handles? What <laughs> hashtags are you using?" Um, right. Have so, to, yeah, that's we, my two cents.
1: We have to help ourselves, um, and also, you know, th- another thing with the palette is your palette may not work as well on the web now that on the phone now that the phones have had, you know, are, are such high density, mm-hmm. um, it, it's, it's something you have to think about. Like, it, yeah. you know, that, that red that looks fine on your big spring, big screen may not look great when it's on, uh, a you know, mobile screen. So, um, just, just going on design there for a second. Um, what do you think that, um, marketers need to be sort of monitor Monitoring over the side. I'll throw that over to you, and then I'll answer my own question. and Give you a chance to think. Um, I think that a lot of associations are uh, dealing with diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives. Um, they're on a lot of uh, sort of strategic priorities, board lists, um, and I think that that needs to just be more of a you know it doesn't. It's not just a statement on your about us page. It has to be yeah. infused throughout your organization it needs to be infused in your marketing it needs to be infused in your marketing targets um, a great audience um, you know there are a lot of groups out there online on LinkedIn and Facebook for you know sort of subsets of the professions that associations serve are you are you looking at those people? are you you know if you're in charge of programming or um, you know assisting with locating people for an engagement, um, are you are you reaching out to those people? It can't just be a you know, what does your hiring page look like? That's part of your brand too. What you know, what what is on that we have jobs open page
0: um, yeah.
1: that, that really puts forth that you're divorced, not just some statement like legalese about how you are inclusive. It's you know, there should be photos to represent that, um, and, you know, proof points. And if you don't have those proof points, you know, how are you gonna get there? So I agree. That's my answer. I,
0: I agree. I think I would, I would take it a step further and say they also need to look at their volunteer op- opportunities and their volunteer structure. Right. Yep. So look at, look at the people who are sitting are, on your c- committees. Are they diverse? Does it look like they're inclusive? Um, because I think, and, and has has your volunteer structure evolved to meet the different uh, generations that are in the workforce right now, because I think that's a big hurdle. Um, But I completely agree with you that, you know, your diversity and inclusion, it, it can't be a statement on the website. It has to be reflected in absolutely everything that you do. So the, the photographies that, that you're using on your website within social media, how your organization presents itself, um, you know in the things that it's creating and producing um it's it's got to touch all of it
1: yeah and and sometimes you know that's not under marketing's purview but sometimes the marketer is the person in the room that can say it yeah you know because absolutely I mean, we're looking at the outside in instead of the inside out um so so what else what are you concerned about well
0: and i think i th- just to piggyback off that a little bit further i think the other thing is we're used to looking at at diversity and inclusion, right. As, as marketers, when we're producing, um, anything that has a, a, a visual or even copy, you know, we're trying to make sure we know who the audiences are, right. We're trying to make sure that, that that's reflected in what we're creating. Um, right, right. so I, I absolutely agree with you. I think it's important if, if an association is going to have, you know, a, a DNI committee, you know, make sure you've got somebody from marketing, um, with a voice at that table, just to, to help um, make sure that those messages are being interwoven wherever they can be. Um, other challenges that are trends. I completely agree with you on the video front. I think video is huge. I think it's going to continue to be huge. Um, I think people are going to have to get comfortable with being on camera and, and I think the interesting thing is if we all think back to the beginning of the pandemic, right. Very few people wanted to be on zoom, right. Right, It was, it was, Oh, I don't want to turn my camera on. And then all of a sudden now we don't even think twice about it. right? Right. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not new. The people who are out there who are doing video, they're doing it well. I think there used to be a time when, People heard video and thought, "Oh, it has to be really polished and very corporate yes. and, and and all that." And I, it's, it's changed. It's just it was a changed. huge,
1: huge project for any marketing department. You had to yeah. budget for it a year in advance. You had to, yeah. you know, show it to everybody on the executive team in multiple iterations. And now we're we're emailing our volunteers and saying, "Hey, can you take a selfie video of yourself when you're you know speaking to that event in Kansas City?" <laughs> like, yeah. It's it's perfectly acceptable just to you know yeah. put, put a little bit on the front a little bit on the back of graphics and you know that's that's fine. Um, Could you
0: imagine so. that 20 years ago when it was a time when you would you know you'd hunt down a professional videographer you'd have post production you know I remember sitting in post production rooms trying to figure out what snippets we wanted and things mm-hmm. like that. And and now you can have people recording a video themselves and, and sharing it through, you know, all the social media platforms and people don't care if, you know, there's stuff going on in the background or maybe the audio isn't spectacular, but it's just about producing good quality content.
1: Right. Right. And, you know, on the content production thing, I just had one more thing I wanted to say about that, you know, along the same lines of the video, you know, we have wonderful tools now, like can't, you know, I'm not, to, I'm not here to promote Canva, but I, I really like that as a tool, but there are bunches of them out there where you can almost become not your own graphic designer exactly, but your designers can build things that you can use to create efficiencies. So if you have to market, say a chapter or event, you can have your little chapter event template that your designers need for you, but you're going to change the color because it's a different one than New York or whatever. And you can put in the date and the time and, you know, push it out to the volunteers for review and do that all, you know, in such a, a short amount of time. And I think in general, people need to be using more templates. I feel like a lot of the time uh, things come into marketing kind of last minute. We've all, we all know, you know, that, that happens with, with different things, but to the extent that you're like, Oh, it's an event. We have a template for that. Or, Oh, it's, you know, this new book that we're publishing. Great. We have a template for that. And you know, you're exactly, you've, you've got your email series for that type of project laid out. I know it feels hard to do it like all at once, but I'd say the next time you do it, just take, you know, 20 minutes after you've done it and, create it, you know, templatize what you've done and put it in, you know, wherever you keep your stuff on Teams or wherever it is. And then the next time it comes up, you you have something to kind of dust off. I think we do that a lot with like marketing promotion, and promotion calendars, but not mm-hmm. with the actual deliverables um, in terms of design and the structure of the email and things like that.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned some tools. So I'm going to jump in with some of my own because I think, you know, in a day you mentioned um that marketing teams are um you know might might be feeling the pressure of trying to get more done with less um but i think it's a matter of um using the tools that are available to you today right so if you're recording a webinar um there are platforms out there that will transcribe the audio for you now granted you have to go through and do the editing um but at least it takes it from audio to text and then, you know, you've got tools like Grammarly that if you're not a strong writer, Grammarly can help you um, improve your writing. And it doesn't have to be Grammarly. I'm not trying to plug anybody. that's But, you know, the point being that there are digital tools out there that um, can help us perform our jobs more effectively and more efficiently. Um, it's just a matter of knowing what's available and um, aligning that to what we're trying to accomplish.
1: Absolutely. And there's new tools. I mean, I, I was at Solutions Day a couple of weeks ago, and I ran into someone who had a, a tool that takes your first email and turns it into social posts. So you don't have to do the social posts. It pulls out various pieces of your email and you just review it. Um, it's, all, it's all artificial intelligence. And I was kind of feeling like, where have you been all my life? Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know? How much time have I spent working on social posts? Um, so, so yeah, there's, there is so much out there. So I guess that's another piece of advice is, you know, do, do keep your ear to the ground. Do, you know, maybe don't go to those webinars, but you, you can always sign up for the webinars to be able to get the materials after and look through the slides. And if you think it's something you want, then you can listen to the webinar, but it just gives you that a little bit more of um, information that you can use to either budget for something or make a case for something um, and help you do your job better. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The ability to repurpose content is, is huge. And, and being able to spot those opportunities, I think really helps teams work smarter, not
1: harder. Right. And marketing teams work pretty hard. So (laughs) (laughs) that's for sure. That's for sure.
0: Well, Jane, it's been great talking to you. Thanks so much for contributing your thoughts. This has been a a fun discussion.
1: Yeah. Um, And thanks to everybody for tuning in. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode and discovered tips and information that will add value to your leadership style and your association. .org source specializes in positioning teams for success with solutions for technology, strategy, and marketing please contact us at info at orgsource.com or visit www.orgsource.com to find out how to keep your organization on track to Association 4.0.